Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. So today is going to be a little bit juicy. (laughs) Um, I talked about last episode how I um, had a really like hard breakup happening and complete transparency. I went on dating apps for the first time ever because (laughs) I'm just trying to like hang out with some cool people and you know what, just like have fun because I've honestly never been in like the quote unquote dating scene. Like mm-hmm. I was with my ex-husband for, um, 11 years. Wow. And fun fact, the official divorce paperwork just came through like last week because in California, there's a six month mandatory waiting period. Mm-hmm. And so while we've been separated for almost a year and a half, um, the divorce like wasn't filed until September blah, blah. blah. So anyway, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that like, I mean, it kind of hit me hard, but I also yeah. was like, okay, you know, him and I, we still talk from time to time. Like we're on good terms pretty much. Yeah. And I felt like I was at a really like, okay place with that. I'm finally at a place where I'm like getting over this past breakup and yeah, so it's, um, <laughs> I felt like it was time. I just like did it. I pulled the trigger and honestly, it's kind of been fun because I've been vibing with like some really cool people, like some people that um, rock climb, some people that are just super into outdoor stuff, like hiking and mountain biking and trail running. Um, Some, uh, most of the people that I've been talking to have dogs. So like puppy play dates (laughs) (laughs) and yeah, it's just been like so much fun, but I wanted to talk today about like dating and having a chronic illness because it's Mm. so I don't know how to navigate it. I've never been in this situation, especially like not with having RA, like the last guy that I was dating for the past six months, like he was super supportive of me, like everything that I was doing for my body and holistic healing and like Mm -hmm. was always checking in on me and like seeing how I was doing that day and like making sure that if we did a workout together, which I loved doing, but like, if we did a workout together, he would be like, are you okay? Like, can you do this move? Do we need to modify it for you? Just like really in tune with it. And I so appreciated that. And honestly, like, I'm just like a little worried that not everyone's going to get it like that or like respect it like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been like a weird thing. And then also, you know, things will come up in conversation. Like I'll say that I eat primarily like plant-based and gluten-free mm-hmm. and it's like, do I just like jump in right away and right. say like, this is why I eat this way <laughs> or like in the dating world, you know, everyone wants to grab a drink and I'm like, okay, well I don't drink that often because I yeah. know that it flares me up. And then if I do have, like, I love wine, but if I do have wine, Um, very specific. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I, I primarily seek out vegan gluten-free wines and usually white wines because they don't flare me up as much as red wine. Yeah. So it's just like all these questions in my mind. I'm like, this is all new to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, girl. Well, the thing is when I, you know, was dating who is now my husband, the first two years of us dating, I didn't have RA but I was always sick. Like there was always Mm -hmm. something wrong with me. Like either like we'd go camping and I'd be tired or like I'd get like really dizzy if we did a hike and like all this stuff. And then like when I got diagnosed before we were married, right? I was like, 
oh gosh, how is this going to affect the way that he sees me? Like, is he going to want to literally marry someone with a, you know, a lifelong mm-hmm. condition that kind of, you know, gets in the way from our normal things that we do with our friends and like our physical activity and all that kind of stuff. So that was like scary for me. And honestly, like when he asked me to marry him, which was like, actually, when did we get, let's see, I got diagnosed in 2016 and then, okay. Yeah. So like two years. And, uh, after my diagnosis, he proposed to me and I was just like, I kind of felt bad for him. Like, I know this sounds (laughs) weird, but I was like, like, are, are you sure? Like, I'm the one you really want to like, <laughs> stay with them. Like, cause I got issues, you know, and I don't, you know, they're improving, but mm. at the same time, like they still get in the way. So I can't even imagine, like at that point, you know, we already were in love. Obviously mm-hmm. we had been dating and it's like, we had that solid foundation there, but I don't know what it would like to be like to go out into the dating world and like have to like tell this story that I have now to some other yeah. person. I think that um, a couple of the people have connected with me on Instagram. So I feel like maybe I don't like have to break it to them because they kind of already know by like seeing my posts and stuff. So that's kind of good. But that's a whole other facet of like my social media. You can, you know who I am by following me on social media. Like I am no different in person or like on the phone or whatever. Yeah. And I almost feel like I actually told this guy this the other day. I was like, I feel like it's not fair when guys get to see my social media first, because like you basically already know me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like you already know how I am. And he, and this guy in particular was like, well, um, okay, fine. I won't like watch your videos. And I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I was yeah. just like, welcome. Like here I am. Yeah. Well, you know what? I feel that. Okay. Like I felt that way. Like even when, even sometimes to this day, not as anywhere near close to how I used to feel, but even when it came to like my guy friends, I don't know why I cared so much about my guy friends back in the day when I started my account. Cause I was like sharing food and mm-hmm. like, it was all about diet and like all this stuff that we're all climbers. Like we're all kind of dirt baggage and like go out I'm like well that's what we, we're kind of like that so like you know I'm very like kind of tomboyish too so it's like I don't know like the stuff that I would talk about on my social media wasn't really stuff at the time when I first started my account that I talked you know in my real life about mm-hmm. so like I would get kind of like you know weird making a video thinking like oh what are they thinking I definitely used to think about that- Yeah, I definitely used to think that way too about not necessarily just guy friends, but like just friends in general when I first started posting. And then eventually, the more you do it, the more you're like, actually, I know that I'm helping people. So I really don't care. And now I just absolutely love showing all sides of myself. Like the other day, I posted a photo of me crying. And to be completely honest, I was crying because I was going through a really bad flare up and that breakup and just like all of it hit me. And I don't really cry. And I was so happy that I cried and I wanted everyone to see like, it's okay to not be okay. But then well, I we like, talked about this. We talked about yeah. this in the last episode about crying. Remember? Yeah, and like, like two ago, was, right? No, I think it was the last one. Our pain management when we were talking about. Oh yeah, two episodes ago. Okay, yeah, you're right, girl. <laughs> you're right. But we were talking about that emotional release and how mm-hmm. important that is. So I'm glad you finally got to do it Thank because I was you. like, I'm pretty sure I cried that same day that you cried. Just some <laughs> regular, I don't know, normal reason. Yeah. So that's the only time that I 
um, have gotten in my head. I'm like, well, like that's kind of weird for them to like, I don't know, see a picture of me crying. But at the same time, again, that's another part of me and I'm not ashamed to show that. And I'm actually very proud to show that because I don't cry often and I'm happy that I did. And it was such an incredible release. Yeah. Um, something else that I, that, uh, made me think when you were talking about how you, were with Garrett two years prior to getting your diagnosis. I was with my ex for, oh my gosh, how many years? Like seven years prior to getting diagnosed. And then I was diagnosed and through my diagnosis to now I am a completely different person. And you and I talk about this all the time, but like, there's a difference in like, if you grow through with that person or not. And unfortunately, like we just didn't grow together in the same way, which is totally fine. And like I said, we're friendly now, like we get along and it's great and he's happier and I'm happier. But another thing that's really cool about being able to date is that the people that are meeting me now are meeting me now. Mm-hmm. And they aren't, they don't know that person that I used to be because that's not who I am anymore. And they don't yeah. like, not that my ex like ever, he didn't like hold it against me or anything like that. Like he was definitely yeah. proud of me and he definitely supported what I was doing, yeah. but we just didn't connect in the same way anymore. And that's ah. okay. Like sometimes you outgrow people and I'm so mm-hmm. excited to like get to know someone new and for them to get to know who I am now, because I'm proud of who I am now in every single way. I love that. I'm like, I never really, I never really, I never really like thought about it like that. Like the thing is, I feel like, you know, if anything, what me and my husband Garrett have gone through has made us like a gazillion times like stronger, like in in zero ways has it had a negative impact, like not just on us as a couple, but also like Uh, as us as individuals like Mm -hmm. he like knows how to like support people now like super well his empathy has obviously increased because he he sees what I deal with you Mm -hmm. know and like his left like I just feel like he has a deeper perspective of the world like I have a deeper uh, perspective of the world and like together now it's like Seriously, if we argue, it's not even argue. It's like bicker over something stupid. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you didn't clean the dishes, right? Like, and it like lasts for literally two seconds. Mm-hmm. But we do not like get angry or like hostile or any type of way towards mm-hmm. each other because we both realize like how much one that affects my health, you know, when mm-hmm. I get stressed like that. And two, how it's just so stupid and not Pointless, worth your energy. Sure. It's like we've been through so much that that's literally the least of anyone's worries if there's crumbs on the floor or something. Yeah. Like you know, so like I'm thankful that I changed into a different person, but I changed into a better person. Mm-hmm. So he actually, you know, he loves it. He's like, actually, like, I know this is crazy to say, and I say it too, like, we're both kind of thankful this happened to me because one, we both, you know, we turned vegan. We love this lifestyle. We're way more environmentally conscious. Mm. We respect our bodies and like we've had an impact on like our friends and family. So it's been so positive and I'm thankful, you know, it did go that direction. Yeah. I think that that's amazing. And it's really, really cool. I always tell you, but I think it's so cool that you guys kind of grew through it together and continue to like, even through this like medication stuff for you too. Mm -hmm. And Another thing is that I'm, 
I always say that I'm grateful that I was diagnosed and it, it does. It yeah. sounds so backwards, yeah. but I have, I wouldn't be who I am today without it. And I wouldn't be literally living out my passion and feeling so yep. fulfilled and having my own business in what yep. I'm doing. It's so amazing to be able to coach other people to create their best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And another thing, speaking of like best version of yourself is that I'm really grateful for this relationship that just ended um, a few weeks ago, because honestly, like while I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to like fully be in another relationship. I think it's fun to be able to like meet new people and also know that during this past relationship, I was exactly the partner that I want to be. And I can't say that for who I was in my marriage because I, again, I knew him for so, so long. I was with him since high school and he knew me since then. And so I think that in certain ways we were holding on to this like idea of when we first got together and we just weren't the same people anymore, which is fine. And like now with this past relationship, I do not regret one thing. And I was always leading with love and kindness and support. And I wasn't that way with my ex, to be completely honest. I was Mm -hmm. not that way most of the time until very late on in the relationship when I really was trying anything I could to hold it together. And Mm -hmm. then I realized like, we're just not meant for each other anymore and that's okay. But now I know who I want to be as a partner and I'm really proud of that as well. And like that all happened through personal development, through understanding and like really doing a lot of self-awareness work. And I actually, um, have a therapy consult coming up and I've never been in therapy by myself. I've been to couples therapy and that was it. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I have never done it by myself and I'm seeking out that extra help because although I have done so much work on myself and I'm really proud of that, I know that there's always more to kind of like level up Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm proud and I'm happy to be saying that I'm going to start therapy because I think that you know, this past breakup, I've said it, but like, it was pretty freaking traumatic. And I know that there's things that I need to still work through that I can't necessarily, I don't have the tools to work through on my own. And I want to continue to be that quote unquote best partner that I know I can be with another person, because that's how I feel like you truly are able to grow together is if you're both constantly striving to be an even better person and an even better partner. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. I mean, it can't just be on the one person, right? So like, say, you know, when I got diagnosed, like, I just embarked on this health journey. And like, I changed my diet. And like, I got into like, you know, the mindset work and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And yet, like Garrett, my partner hadn't done any of that himself, we would have been on different playing grounds. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that would have necessarily like worked, because I am so passionate about the way that I eat and the lifestyle that I live and you know, the things that I care about. And so like, I'm just so glad that he jumped in with the diet, not because he was forced to, but because he was like, first he was like, you know, I want to do this because I want to support you. Right. I want you to be able to be consistent with this. And I know how hard that would be if I was, you know, eating this and that, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things that you would want to be eating. And two, he also recognized for himself that he would have the health benefits if he was to do that. Mm -hmm. So anyways, you know, and over the years of like me, of course, talking about this again, like getting into Dr. Joe Dispenza and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. He also like listens to that type of stuff. He also like listens to like tons of TED talks. He like loves science. So together we were both learning all this stuff, not just together, but like separately. And so I'm glad that we had that. Because it would have been really difficult to be watching my partner, like, going out to drink all the time, Mm -hmm. like, going to, like, McDonald's and, like, all this stuff and, you know, thinking, like, wow, that's not, like, really, you know, in alignment with the way that I want to live my life Mm -hmm. now. Okay, so you were just 
saying like before we went down this little bit of a tangent, but you were saying that, you know, you got on these dating apps and like, you're going to meet up with, you know, one or two people and see how that goes just to like have fun and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you were also saying like, oh, like, I don't know, like how I'm supposed to bring that up. Have you kind of thought a little bit more? Like, like, I don't like, I how did like- it go with the, How did this go with the first person that you said, or this person yeah. that, you know, you got out of it that's a really good um that's a good question because I don't necessarily remember exactly how how I brought it up I think that it got I think that it's really easy to bring it up when people ask what I do for work because now that I'm a full-time coach like it's very easy to be like oh like I coach clients with autoimmune disease and like because I have personal experience with RA and I think that that's like a really easy way to bring it up as well as like, I don't know. I feel like in general, I am always down to have deep conversation. I would much rather have like a really deep, true conversation than like, Oh, what do you do for work? Oh, where did you go to school? Oh, like the weather. And I don't know. So I hate those types of thoughts. I'm like, (laughs) I'm ready to go dive deep in. I want to know everything about your life. Yeah. So I feel like in general, like once I really do start like, you know, meeting up with people and stuff, I think that it'll be pretty easy to bring up, but it's not a conversation that I necessarily feel compelled to just like have over text because I am definitely the type of person, like I need that human connection. And I really want to like, know that I can like vibe with you before I start fully talking about this stuff. But I also like, once we do vibe, of course, I want to dive right into all the deep conversations and exactly like what I do, you know, for my mindset and like what I do with clients and why I love it so much and like all this stuff. And so, (laughs) um, I just think that it might come up organically in conversation. And if not, I'm not going to sit there and be like, Oh, um, did you know, like I have RA like, (laughs) yeah, I think you're bringing up You'll bring it up in a very like relevant, good timing. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when there's a time and when you feel comfortable enough with someone to kind of go there, because look at the thing is, is that we're not just health coaches because, you know, we just randomly got into fitness, right. And like lifestyle stuff, like we transitioned into this because of the disease. And Mm -hmm. so as much as we want to kind of disassociate ourselves from that and be like, oh, you know, like we don't need to just talk about it. Like it's part of our story and it's part of like who we are now. So it's kind of hard to like, kind of leave that part of the story out, you know? It is for sure. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting journey. Come along for my journey, guys. I told you that it was going to be a pretty juicy episode and I'm just really laying it all out there because this is a real part of my life right now. And I honestly never thought that I would be sitting here, first of all, talking about this on our podcast. Second of all, I don't even talk about this stuff on my social media. So like, welcome, you get a little insider view into what's happening in my life right now. And yeah, so I don't know. I'm just, I'm just here to share my real journey. And this is a part of the reality of living with a chronic illness is that you look totally fine. And like, I look very fit. I mean, I am very fit. Like I am, like we say all the time, we're healthier than we've ever been. I look very fit. I am very fit. I, you know, do things for my health every single day. I eat really clean. And like, there are people, there's plenty of people out there that do all of those things and aren't living with a chronic illness. And so it's very easy to, for someone just not to know that I am living with one unless I tell them. And so I think it's a really important conversation because sometimes there may be days when I'm really flared up and I'm just like, not quite myself. And they, I would hope that once I find, you know, a partner that I'm like willing to date long-term that I, you know, feel comfortable 
explaining like how exactly I'm feeling and that they're willing to kind of like be there with me and not like physically all the time, but like literally like be there with me mentally and emotionally, um, on an emotional level to be able to support me through that, because that's something that's really important. And, um, honestly, like that's something that I did get from this past relationship and I really appreciate it. And it's like, I don't know, it's something that I hope to find. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, girl, I need to go here. Okay. I'm going to go Uh here because this is an important conversation. Okay. Okay. I was just thinking, I'm ready. Let me buckle up really fast. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I don't know. Everyone's got their own personal morals and values and standards and religious beliefs. And I know where we're going. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But we know that having sex or whatever, being intimate with people is a part of the process for most people that are dating. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm just thinking about my own life, even, you know, with my husband of like, Mm -hmm. if I don't feel good some days, girl, I am not doing anything Mm -hmm. crazy, like in the bedroom. Like, you know, if my knee hurts or like I can't get into a position like that's something I have to communicate to my partner yeah. you know mm-hmm. so like things like that would come up you know yeah. like you cannot just like you know yeah. if your partner's like okay like you know I don't know how freaky you are or whatever <laughs> why not <laughs> but you know like they're they're there could be some times where they yeah, want to do something and you're like, sure. uh, like my wrist hurts or like, I yeah. can't, you know? So like, these are things that people with, you know, condi- like diseases think about, especially when, when it when affects it- your joints or yes. like your muscles. Even, um, I have definitely been in that situation multiple times where like, I mean, it's like, okay. I mean, it's a pleasure, right? To have sex is pleasurable and it's really hard when it's supposed to be super pleasurable and it is for most of the time. Mm -hmm. And then you might get into like a certain position or you might start cramping or like whatever. And you're just like, I I just can't, like, I can't as Mm -hmm. much as I want to. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating. Yes. And and also let's talk about like just the self-esteem part, Mm -hmm. right? Like even though like I've been with my husband now for like going on to like eight years or whatever, I think it is eight years were really bad with her like timeline I'm sure it's around there I know we just keep uh, throwing out right. these like years months no, like. I know I'm like I'm literally the worst at dates and timelines so don't ask me or just just kind of trust my word that it's around that time but anyways uh the fact that you know like I'm with this loving supportive husband that you know wouldn't even care if I was completely in a wheelchair or like couldn't use a right arm or a left arm because I had a surgery or whatever you know whatever could happen mm-hmm. um I still feel like you know when I don't feel good and I'm like flared out I don't feel like my sexiest like no I feel sometimes like an 80 year old woman mm-hmm. and so for me to like jump into bed and like be like oh yeah like <laughs> if you, you know like I don't feel like you know sometimes I just don't feel good about myself because it's like yeah. I'm looking in the mirror and I'm seeing like an 80 year old person like when you feel well, like really crappy it can really change the lens of how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. Not even it's- that, but a lot of times when I'm flared up, my entire body is inflamed. So like I feel yeah. bloated, like every joint yep. is puffy yep. and like that is yep. not a sexy feeling. <laughs> no. no, I'm glad we're having this conversation because I think this is important because a lot, we're not the only ones thinking about these mm-hmm. issues, you know what I mean? And like the good thing is, is that 
we have this platform and we can bring these issues to light and kind of like work through it and talk through it because I'm not ashamed. Like, this is the reality of it. Like what, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to like hide how I feel about that because I know it's not going to be useful to another person that's going through that, you know? Yeah. And I think it's important to find a partner or to like, even if you have a partner that isn't super communicative, like making sure that you build those communication skills, it is possible just because they don't necessarily communicate or just because you don't feel comfortable communicating with them now doesn't mean that you guys can't both learn those skills together. Mm -hmm. It's something that's really, really important. And being comfortable, like saying, yep, like I can't, you know, I can't get in this position right now, but like, maybe let's try it this way. Or like, you know what? I'm just like, or stamina. Yeah. Girl, like if, yeah. if you are like, you know, if you're flared out and you're fatigued, it's not going to be an all night extravaganza. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I'm like, okay, let's make this as uh, calm and quick as it possibly can be in this moment. Because, you know, sometimes I'm just like mentally not ready to like go all in with it. Like that's Mm -hmm. what happens. Like when you live with this condition, sadly, when your energy gets affected, so does your sex drive and like, you know, the things that you're willing to do and like feeling sexy and like all these things. So yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know how that's a really good point. That's a really good point because I'm thinking about when I was first diagnosed and like the first two years really like I didn't really have much sex drive like at all. And I think it was just like a lot of different things because like obviously stress can affect that and the things that I was putting into my body at the time. So I was still learning like how to kind of change my diet and stuff. And also like making sure that you're moving every day can actually boost your, well, obviously can boost like your endurance and stamina, but also can like boost the hormones in your system that will, um, assist you in like getting aroused faster and easier. And like, it's really important to just be like moving every day and also just getting your energy levels up. But yeah, this is, it really is an important topic. And I'm, I'm so glad you went there. I was like, Ooh, I think I know where she's going. (laughs) We kind of like Erica and I have talked about talking about this for so long and we're like, Oh, I don't know. Like maybe we will. This is it. Like, here we are. We've arrived. Like, And, and it came like totally like natural. Like we had like, okay, guys, when we got on today, like we had no idea, like this is the direction mm-hmm. that it was going to go. I just knew like, that I wanted to talk about, yeah, just like dating in general, but yeah. yeah. But we didn't know we were going to go like that extra mm-hmm. level of that. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, super important because like you said, like when you got, you know, first diagnosed, you didn't have much of a sex drive. And I felt the exact same way for the first, it's crazy that you said two years, but I felt like for the first two years, like I just didn't have like almost any desire. Like, I Mm -hmm. think my mind was so like obsessed and occupied with managing just my body and being in survival mode and like Mm -hmm. taking care of myself. Like, I just didn't feel that drive. Like I was like, what's wrong with me? And like, Thankfully, my um, husband was like super supportive of like, I get it. Like, I know why you don't feel like you want to like do this right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because it's like he saw like, I, you know, I would be swollen and this and that. And it's just like he knew. And I'm not going to say like, obviously, it didn't affect him. We cannot lie. Like, yeah. you know, it's not like he was like, oh, this is great. Like, we're not doing it as often. 
but mm-hmm. he did have that, like he had that compassion and he had that understanding. So it didn't make it easier, but it and- put stress on, it put stress on me, girl, because I was mm-hmm. like, oh gosh, like, is he going to want to leave me? Is he going to think like, it's going to be like this forever? Like, am I going to be like this forever? Like, is my sex drive mm-hmm. ever going to come back? Like I was thinking about those things. Yeah. And it's also important going back to the communication piece in those moments when you might feel like, you know, you don't have the, and you don't have the energy or you don't have your body physically can't, you know, talk to your partner. There's other ways to feel connected with each other, even in like a sexual way. Now we're not going to, you know, go down that road, but I'm talking like, you know, holding hands, like, like cuddling, things like that, like can make each, both of you, you know, feel just as connected and maybe have that conversation of like, you know what? I do want to feel close to you. It's not that I don't want to feel close to you. It's that I like physically can't. And it really all just comes down to communication. Um, yeah, it's a tricky beast, especially because like I said, again, some people have different beliefs, so we're not trying to like, you know, say everyone has to have sex before marriage and whatever, but um, the reality is like, I am, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Like but if I meet the right person, you know, and things happen, yeah. it happens. Like I'm not yeah. out there like, yeah, I'm gonna have sex with you and you and you, but like, <laughs> you know, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. And yeah. it's something that I'm going to have to deal with and like navigate. I'm sure at some point in the future and like, yeah. it just is what it is. And it's, I don't know. It's so weird that we have to think about things in such a different way. Like I'm 27 years old and I'm having to think this way. It's very weird to me. And Mm -hmm. also, I mean, it does kind of make me like grow as a person because I have to have these like kind of hard conversations and have very open communication with my partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it's important to have those skills. So actually I'm kind of thankful for it, but it doesn't make it any like kind of less weird. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to go back really quickly about what you said. Like, you know, if you're not able to be like physically intimate, channel that energy into the emotional intimacy, because Mm -hmm. I feel like even though, you know, for those first couple of years of like, you know, just kind of transitioning into like what my life was going to kind of look like, or like what I didn't know it was going to look like, should I say, um, I felt like our level of emotional intimacy was like so freaking good. Like we had that support and like love and like even just being like, you know, like cuddling on the couch and like being close to each other and like just stuff like that, like made it so much more comforting because if you totally just disconnect, right. And there's no emotional intimacy and there's no physical intimacy, Mm -hmm. like obviously it's going to have a big impact on your relationship. But I think like trying to like keep that emotional intimacy at a higher level can actually, you know, help kind of combat that lack in the, in the physical department. At least it did for myself. That's, Exactly right. And that actually reminds me of something that when you were talking earlier that I wanted to bring up, and this is a perfect segue in it's important to know your love language. So, uh, Gary Chapman wrote this book called five love languages, and it is so important. It really, really helps the way that I look at it is there's like five love languages, right? And there's, um, words of affirmation, physical touch, um, Mm -hmm. quality time, acts of service and gifts. Mm-hmm. And there, I want to say ours. I want to say ours. Yeah, we should. We, we definitely well, will. Okay. So basically the whole reason that it's so important is because if you think about it, everyone has a different way of feeling loved. Right. Yeah. And so we'll talk about ours in a second, but I actually just retook it recently. Cause I was like, I wonder if it's changed at all. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's really important because if you, let's say, um, your love language is acts of service, meaning like it makes you feel most loved when your partner is doing something for you, like maybe taking out the mm-hmm. trash or doing the dishes or taking the yeah. kids to daycare or yeah. whatever. And mm-hmm. he, his love language is words of affirmation. So he yeah. feels most loved when you tell him, you know, I really appreciate you taking out the trash. Yeah. I really, you know, yeah. you look really handsome today. Thank you so much for taking the kids today. Um, if you guys are giving each other love in your own love language, it might not resonate as love to them. Like it's almost like you're speaking a foreign language to each other. Highly, highly recommend this book. Um, it's called five love languages. I'm so glad you brought this up. Sorry. Yeah. It's so important because that emotional intimacy is not possible. If you're literally speaking different languages to each other, because you might be like, Oh my God, I do all of these things for him. Why is he not showing me love Mm -hmm. when what he truly needs to feel loved is for you to tell him that you appreciate him doing these things. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, I mean, do you want to like jump in? I know exactly what mine is. Okay. Okay. You, you go first. Okay. So my love languages, um, you can like, there's a free quiz. I think it's five love languages.com. It just Google five love languages, um, quiz. And it's like literally the website. And so you can take this pretty short quiz. It's maybe 10 minutes long and, um, it goes through and, and tells you what your top love language is. And so my number one top love language is, uh, words of affirmation. And so like t- being told, like, you know, you're beautiful, like you're so mm-hmm. strong, blah, blah. But my, my very, very close second and third, like they're all like literally 1% away from each other is, um, physical touch and quality time. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I, I feel most loved when someone is like, you know, touching me in whatever capacity, like a hug yeah. or like a handhold or like just hands on my shoulder, like something mm-hmm. as well as like being told like that they appreciate me, that they support me, all of these things and mm-hmm. having quality time. So like being able to spend one-on-one time with that person. Yeah. Yep. Well, I will say that. Okay. So the opposite for me is words of affirmation, right? My thing is, is that I need quality time and I need some type of physical like touch with that because Mm -hmm. I feel like, I guess it, it kind of like boils down to like my like childhood upbringing and maybe like my relationship with my dad. Oh, that's a good point. I I think it really does. Because (gasps) when I analyze myself, my dad because my mom and my dad had separated when I was like two years old. Right. So my dad would say, Oh, like I'm going to come pick you up or like things that to make it sound like he really cared and like wanted to be there for me. Mm -hmm. But then he would end up not showing up and he wouldn't pick me up. And then I'd be left stranded at my school. And then my grandma would have to come pick me up or something like that. Mm -hmm. So me, I'm very much about action. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care what words you tell me. Like if I'm not going to say that words don't matter, but if they're not aligning with the actions, then they make for sure. It's huge. It it means nothing to me. Like, I don't need you to be like, oh my God, I love you so much and da da da. But then you don't make any time to try to hang out with me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just not going to happen for me. And then the extra layer is if that, you know, you make the time to hang out with me, but I feel that like physical distance, like Mm -hmm. I feel like you're not like, putting in the effort to like be show that level of intimacy, whether it's just rubbing my arm or like, you know, touching my hand Mm -hmm. or like something like it doesn't have to even be drastic, but like, if I don't feel that layer to it too, that also makes me feel like kind of not loved. For sure. 
Same. So there's probably deep issues, you know, rooted in. That's all that. actually really interesting that you say like childhood, because I'm thinking back when you said that the words of affirmation, I'm thinking about why that could be uh, kind uh-huh. of the very top for me. And again, like the three are very, very close for me, mm-hmm. but the words of affirmation, I'm thinking like, obviously, I mean, I have, I have amazing parents. They've always supported me in every single thing I do. They think the world of me, I think the world of them. But I, I mean, still to this day, like, I don't really hear a whole lot of like, I'm really proud of you or like, I love you. Like I, Mm. it was always just like insinuated. Like I just knew and like, they just knew that I knew, Mm -hmm. but I think that like really needing to hear that is maybe that's part of why, like that Mm -hmm. is my very top. Yeah. Um, interesting. Oh, yeah. so interesting. Uh, whoa. We are uncovering yeah. some stuff okay. we're, right we're now. We're turning into a, a psychology uh, podcast here, guys. No. But yeah, highly recommend making sure that you know your love language and that you're very versed in it and you know what it means for you and you know how to show your partner that you love them because mm-hmm. it's that's how you really form that deeper connection. And so basically with that quiz thing, you would take it and then you would have your partner take it. And you, yeah. it's really important to just like talk about it. And also his book talks talking about the five love languages, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. is really great. And I highly recommend reading that as well. Like both of you reading it. Oh, I want to say, I think Garrett took it. I think his love, my husband's uh, love language is words of affirmation Mm -hmm. because I notice it too. Like he always just asked me like if we ever, when we get ready nowadays, you know, COVID is a different (laughs) situation. And plus like we're always usually like climbing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So we don't get dressed up too much. But like, he needs that. Like if he gets dressed up, he's like, how do I look? Do I look mm-hmm. good? Like, oh, and he'll like, after the gym, he'll be like, does it look like I'm getting stronger? Like Aww. he needs, he needs to like hear that, you know, versus yeah. like, like, I, I don't really need to hear that. I'm more like one of like, know that he feels that I look good mm-hmm. or something. Like I want to like get that vibe, but it's interesting. And, and you know, this is, this doesn't have to do with just like, obviously that has nothing to do with having like rheumatoid arthritis or autoimmune Mm -hmm. disease, but it can help in the situation where you're like, you know, dating someone new. Yeah. It's all part of knowing yourself. Like we talk about self-awareness and intention all the time and it's all intertwined. Like while this doesn't particular, like this, um, love languages doesn't particularly have to do with RA. It very much has to do with like knowing, yourself. Mm-hmm. And that yep. does have to do with having like, you need to know yourself. And the more that you do that self-discovery and that self-awareness work on yourself, the closer you'll feel to your mind and body and soul. Yep. And the, the more that you'll heal in such a different way, yep. it really is like a beautiful thing, a little bit of a digression, but I love watching in my clients that like kind of moment or like day or, or week when they're like, Oh my gosh, like I get it. Like everything is so connected. Like this week I just realized and I'm like, yes, it's like Mm -hmm. this whole enlightenment process. And I love watching that. And I hope that every single person listening here gets to experience that and then move forward from that because it really puts you in a beautiful place. And something I was talking about how, like, now I know how to, how I want to be as a partner. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking recently about the fact that like, I used to like get really angry and like, I would yell, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like scream, but I would definitely mm-hmm. yell a yeah. lot. I get really mad at stupid things. And I was just thinking back like over the past, especially the past three years, but like the past four plus years, since I've been doing a lot more mindfulness work. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't get angry. Like literally I would say in the yeah. past year I have gotten like truly angry maybe once. Like I just don't, I don't know yeah. how to explain it. I yeah. just don't like, <laughs> because you're just like peaceful. Like you just, you really, realize 
that energy and getting worked up towards something, you know, is like, it takes a lot for me now. Like mm-hmm. I feel that same way versus it's like draining. Back, yeah. Back in the day, like, because I was already stressed out on like, and so on edge, like anything would like set me over the top, you know, mm-hmm. if I like, you know, Oh my God, I didn't send an email. Like I was stressed and then I'd be irritated and my mood would be off. And then I'd be annoyed at, you know, whoever I was with and it'd just be like a whole thing. So like, when you go down this journey, it's not just about like your physical health. And we talk about this all the time. Like it really is about that spiritual evolution and becoming the best person that you could possibly be, not just, you know, for your partner, but like for yourself. It has to be for yourself first and foremost. And then not only with partners, but like every relationship in your life will benefit from it. Whether it's Mm -hmm. the cashier at the store, whether it's your mom, whether it's your best friend, whether it's your boyfriend, whether it's your girlfriend, whatever. Yep. And I have, I've had like a couple people reach out to me and it, and it just breaks my heart because I've had people say like, and I think I brought this up in our relationship uh, episode uh, and you can go back and listen to those ones. But uh, I had someone like reach out to me and they were like really sad. They're like, you know, I've had this disease for this amount of time. I'm practically disabled right now. And you know, this, this, and this, and they're like, I just don't feel like I'm ever going to find a partner. And instead of saying, you will find that partner and whatever, you know, they'll, it'll come to you. Like, I really was just like, just keep doing the self work Mm -hmm. and that will just naturally fall into place for you. Because when you really do that work on yourself, whether it's like, you know, with relationships or your career, or like we talk about it all the time, like attracting the uh, right clients and stuff like that. When you start putting in that work into yourself and you stop thinking about everyone else and Mm -hmm. your fears of like, am I going to be this? And is anyone going to love me? And you really channel that energy into yourself. Like I can almost promise you when, when you really get to an authentic place of like, yes, like I love myself. Like I'm good regardless of my abilities or what I look like. That's where the magic happens. That is where the magic happens. And that is where someone will come into your life at that moment that you honestly truly need it most. And Mm -hmm. some people may be sitting here right now going like, well, I need it now. (laughs) I want it now. Like, why hasn't it happened? And like, I hear you, I feel you, but just keep focusing on yourself, doing the work, doing the dirty work that's, you know, uncomfortable and, you know, Mm -hmm. all that growth that needs to be taking place before you can fully be that for someone else. And like, you will attract that partner. Like I can almost, yeah, it's, it's important to have that self-awareness and you have to do the work on yourself. And honestly, why I'm kind of like taking this so lax is because I don't think that I'm ready to be like in another long-term relationship right now. And that's okay. And I'm willing to like have fun. And like some people might argue that I shouldn't even be dating right now after like being burned so bad in this last breakup. But honestly, I am intuitively, I was just like, you know what? Like I want to get on these apps and I just did it. And that is how I live my life now, especially in the past year is just focusing on what do I feel deep down? What is my gut feeling on what I should be doing right now? And I go with it. And every time that I go with it, I never look back because it's always exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I want to point out that there's a difference between what Erica was saying, like, I need someone now, or like that you need to tune into the fact that that's actually you wanting someone right now. Yeah. There's yeah. a difference between like your higher self spirit source, God, universe, whatever you yeah. want to call it knows when you need it yeah. and what mm-hmm. you feel like you need 
um, might not be exactly what is lined up for you and what you actually need. And so just keep tuning in, keep doing the work, spiritual work, emotional work, mental work, all of it is so, so important. And the more that you are like evolving into an even better version of yourself, the more quickly you will, you know, bring that person that's supposed to be in your life. And maybe you aren't looking for a partner. Maybe you're just like, I just like want new friends or whatever. I just need Mm -hmm. some sort of support, but I don't want like, I don't want a partner. Then that's totally fine. You will find the people you're meant to be aligned with. This could be again, a whole other episode, but I moved to Portland in September and I have somehow met the most incredible people since living here in the most random ways. And I feel so supportive and have more of a community here than I ever had in LA. And I am like, it sounds crazy to say that because I've only been here for what, like eight months. And I was in LA for four years mm-hmm. and it just happens. It happens when you know yourself and you do the self-work. And I moved here being such a different person than I was when I moved to LA. And that's yeah. why I have been able to connect with such incredible people along the way. Yeah. And also like when I think about right before I found you on Instagram, I was also in a place of kind of like, what's next for me? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I have my like Instagram, I have my health coaching, but like, there's more that I want to like share that I'm passionate about. But I was also like, I want, I just like wish there was someone else that I could like talk <laughs> about this stuff with and like be able to like express, you know, and share all the things that we get to now. So like, when I met you and like, we had that conversation like all that was also like aligning for me mm-hmm. at that point in my life. For and I'm sure. Like, you know, so like, this is just not only have our personal businesses like starting to grow. It's like this podcast like helps both of us. I mean, know? we like, literally like manifested each other into yes. our lives. <laughs> like it's great. Like Oh my God. The fact that, you know, I just like look at you and I kind of like see you like almost like as a sister vibe. Oh, for sure. Like I literally like think about you like that. I'm like how, like we literally manifested each other into each other. Yeah. A hundred percent. So true. Oh, I just got shivered. Yeah. (laughs) So it, you know, you just keep, you just keep working on yourself and like Mm -hmm. just doing it and like as hard as it is and how, you know, how sad it can be sometimes, you know, when you're suffering by yourself, I understand. Like I, I think about it sometimes like when I'm in pain and I'm not feeling good and I'm like, wow, like I feel so happy to be able to have my partner, but it's Mm -hmm. because I'm used to having him. Right. And also practicing communication skills with the people around you so that like, like I've been saying over and over, you are able to evolve into that best version of yourself. Like communication is such key and learning how to respect other people and have that communication and have that like love for other people, like genuine love and understanding is Mm -hmm. so important and being able to be transparent with someone. So just like you can practice that with the people around you and it'll strengthen every single relationship in your life. Girl, we had a lot of good stuff. Like clearly giving us the time off has given us way more like energy and like, yeah, like, like I feel like that was like super easy and natural. Yeah, I'm so glad that we had that conversation and I'm super glad that we're able to share that with everyone listening. Thank you so much for listening to our Autoimmune and You podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people.